Hey, teacher friend, welcome back to another episode. It is mid-November and Thanksgiving next week, so this is a really great time to settle down. I don't know if you've been feeling that just with this new season, feeling as if you can just take a little bit of a breath before the holidays, get yourself centered. You know, no matter what decision you're making in life, it's so important to take time and reflect and to be still. And especially for the topic that I'm going to be discussing with you today, this is a critical building block for your next season of life. If you want to build a micro school, if you want to move across the country, whatever it is, this is a major building block. It is the one block. It is the foundation of the house. Pay attention to this episode and give yourself the freedom to be still, and to think through this process. I get so many teachers ask me really quick, really great questions, such as, how do I find clients? Or what curriculum do I choose? Hey, how much do you charge? How do I set up an LLC? What about tuition? What does a day look like for school? And trust me when I tell you that I will answer those questions for you if I have not already in this podcast. Join our Facebook group. Send me a message if I've not touched base on it yet. Go to the website. Check out the coaching packages that I have. But I'll tell you this. No matter what, if I were sitting down with you, I would ask you a very important question that had nothing to do with any of those. Those are important. But it's not the most important question to ask. It would be great if everybody went to work, loving work, feeling so fulfilled to do what they do on a mission that they have laid before them. That is the ultimate goal, right? That is the ultimate goal. If you've lost the passion, you're searching for what I want to do and what do I really love? Because I don't love it anymore. Maybe you feel like that with teaching. And typically, that's the tipping point for change. So today... Before I give you any more tactical pieces of information, which is what we all want, how do I do it? What do I do? There's another question that we have to ask ourselves, and it's not always the easiest question, but it is the most rewarding question. It is the question that will get you to your clarity, to build confidence, and to get you in the direction that you need to go to fulfill the mission that has been placed on your life. Get out a notebook, and I'm serious. Get out a notebook. We're going to do this today. We're going to lay the first foundation for your school or for your change or wherever you are in your life. This has to be the first thing that we do. Let's do it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, 
former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen all right, your pencil. Let's do it's it. time Welcome to get back. your teach I want to say, I know that we all have busy lives, me included. We consume so much, especially myself, whenever I started listening to podcasts years ago. Man, I could just go on a binge listening to these episodes. And I would hear people say, join our Facebook group or leave me a review. And now that I do this, I'm on the other end. I see how important it is because your comments matter. Your reviews matter. Reaching out and joining our community, you matter. And I felt like a small fish in a really big pond. Like, do they really care if I'm in their Facebook group? Do they really care if I leave a review? But I'm here to let you know that your reviews, everything that you do to connect with me means so much. My family knows about it. My husband knows about it. The lady who helps me with my Teacher Let Your Light Shine business page and my group on Facebook and Instagram, I have to have help. And she helps me. And we talk about the people who have come into our life through this podcast. And one of the greatest gifts that you have given is not only to join the Facebook group, the Teacher Let Your Light Shine group, but also to leave a review on Apple iTunes, because when you do, it allows our show to reach more people. And that's the biggest why of why I do this. I want to be able to make an impact because I know that it glorifies our Heavenly Father to help other teachers who have felt the way that I felt and needed a solution. So leaving a review really does mean the world to me. And thank you. And I want to read a review that I actually posted on our Facebook page. And it was from Panda Teacher, which is super cute. I love that. I do not know who it is, but I would love to know more about you, Panda Teacher. And Panda Teacher said, thanks for sharing your light and inspiring others to do the same. Great information and tips shared to take us from thought to action. Thank you so much. And thank you for leaving a five-star review. You are making a difference in my life and in others because just by leaving a review, it allows other people to see our podcast on Apple iTunes. Don't ask me how. They've got the science. They've got the algorithm. But every review is linked to being able to broaden your scope or your horizon or whatever it may be. I don't know. Your impact. Yes, that's what it is. Your impact. So thank you so much for just taking the time. Because I myself know how hard it is to do such a thing. All right. In today's conversation, I'm really going to force you. Oh, this is it. This is what the problem is. I'm going to force you, just like I had to do myself, to slow down. This is the season of slow down. Give yourself permission. This is why God is so creative. He gives us these seasons in life to nestle in or to spring ahead, or, you know, have all this energy. But right now we are to be slow. And right now 
more so than ever, especially if you're thinking about changing careers. And no matter if this is in the summertime or whenever it is that you're listening to this, this is important. This is the number one thing that you need to do before you get clients, before you order curriculum, before you find your space, before you do anything. This is the first foundational block. It's the most important question that we must ask ourselves, and it requires the most soul work. And it took me a while to even craft what I could say in this podcast. You know, I don't read off a script or anything like that, but I really take these podcast episodes very seriously. And I knew for this one, it's a big one because this was it. This was the rock that was thrown into the pond and created the ripple effect. It was this question. Why? Why do I want to do this? And we go back to the basics. We don't say, why don't I want to teach in school anymore? Why don't I want to do this? I'm tired of the paperwork. This is why I don't want to do this. I'm tired of the paperwork. I'm tired of the meetings. I'm tired of the unrealistic expectations. I'm tired of putting in so many hours and being away from my family. It's not that. It's not why we don't want to do what we're doing. Because then what ends up happening is we latch on to the next best shiny opportunity. And we start looking on LinkedIn. And we start looking on Pinterest. And we start Googling. And we don't even know why we're doing that. Because we haven't gotten clear with ourselves. Clarity gives you confidence. Clarity? If I would have known about the word clarity, I mean, of course I knew it, but I didn't know how to get to it. Because for years, I was searching for my purpose. Tears, 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 searching for my purpose. When you don't feel like you have a purpose, it feels extremely dark. Or if you feel like your purpose has been stolen or has been gone, stolen meaning like something just swept in in your life or a circumstance and just took your purpose away, it's ter- it's terrifying. Because we know that we are here on earth on purpose, to live out the life that we've been called to live and to serve the legacy. And so for years, I was searching for my purpose during this transitional time of leaving this career, thinking, what am I supposed to be doing in life? Here I was, this little girl teaching, not even wanting to go outside to play with other children whenever I was a little girl. I wanted to be in my classroom downstairs in the basement that my dad made for me Or on my back porch at my mom's house, we lived in an apartment and I set up a whole classroom in the back porch. And now all of a sudden, year after year of even being nominated as teacher of the year, being named teacher of the year, now I don't want to do this? Frightening. I'm thinking that my whole purpose is gone. When really, it was a time that God was leaning me into his divine purpose of transitioning. And shedding myself. And so I wasn't searching for why don't I want to be a teacher anymore? It was why do I have this vision inside of me, but I can't let it come into fruition. Meaning this, I don't know if what I'm really thinking here, if I can build this little school, I don't know if that can really happen. And even though that's a dream of mine, I don't have enough confidence that I can really make this happen or enough trust in our heavenly father that he will bring it to pass. 
so I must have lost my purpose. Or my identity has been so wrapped up in being a model teacher, being in the system, being whoever people thought that I was supposed to be. That's my identity. And now that I don't want to do this anymore, where do I go? And I had always had, and I've shared with you before, just this little desire that I wanted to work from home. So this is a part of my why. I'm like, I really want to work from home, but I also want to be with my children. And I also love teaching. I think that I could do that. You know, would I have like a preschool? I don't want a preschool. I don't want twos and three-year-olds. Maybe I could do four-year-olds because I want to. So this is the why. These were the desires. The why is the desire. This is your building block. Not the desire of what you don't want. It's the desire of what you do want. Because God has put something inside of you and we will so easily dismiss it. Oh, no, no, no. That can't happen. Oh, no, no. My kids, like for me, my kids are too old. I can't have a school now because this little mind that I have is always pictured, you know, this cute little tiny house in my backyard with all of these little four-year-olds running around and we've got, you know, their hands in dirt and we're singing and they're reading and we've, it's just this beautiful, authentic way of learning. But my kids are grown, so that really couldn't have happened. So I guess my purpose is gone and I don't know what to do. No, it's still there. We can't see it fully, but he's given you hints. I promise if you will sit down and be still long enough and pray and ask, please reveal to me and just be silent. You don't have to hear a voice. You don't even have to see anything in my mind or in your mind, but you can feel it. There is something, but you've got to let yourself go there. There's this power in just examining yourself. It's really what we ultimately want. We want this personal freedom to design a life that we truly love. And then we get so far off track thinking that it can't really happen. And for me, I thought, I don't want to design a life without first knowing if that's God's will for me. And that's true. So you do have to partner because we don't hold the key to the day that we take our last breath. That's not our decision. So when we live this life, In accordance to what his will is for us, we do have to surrender, but we do partner with him and we catch, we catch, listen to this, we catch what he gives us, these little dreams, these little visions that we have, and we write it down and you don't have to have a fancy notebook and you don't have to have a framework because I think, could I give, because I thought about this today, could I give them these little steps? And I'm like, no, that's not for real. I didn't have steps. I didn't have someone give me this real fancy little framework with all of these perfect little questions that got me there. No, I sat with a little bitty notebook. And I think that that actually did me well. Have yourself a little notebook that it's just yours and you can make it messy. And you've got to have a a notebook that allows you to be vulnerable. That's what it is. You got to be vulnerable to know that whenever you write it down, because you'll think, if I write this down, what if it doesn't really happen? Now I've just set myself up for failure. No, you're going to be vulnerable enough to write it down because it's a thought and your thoughts are important and we need your thoughts. Like they are the next thing in life that have to come to pass so that you can get to your destiny. And this is not what anybody else does. It's not what your coworker wants. It's not what your family members want for you. It's not what your spouse wants for you. It's not what your mom and dad wanted for you. You know, for in my family, everybody was like, oh my gosh, you're a teacher. We love teachers. And I was the first teacher. And my grandpa loved teachers and his life was changed because of teachers. And 
My parents were so proud of me that I was a teacher. And then I was like, but what if I don't want to be a teacher anymore? Because I'm just burnt out. And then I had to go through this whole wrestle of maybe I don't really want to do this anymore when really I was called to do it differently. So with this being said, the questions that you need to ask yourself are very quite simple, but they make you probably uncomfortable because you have to write them out. You got to write out your answers and you don't have to write it in a bulleted list. As a matter of fact, I have a little notebook that I had and it has a circle in the middle with nothing written in the circle. Like, you know, a little web and you, let's say you're going to, for your students, you're going to write down, you know, character traits of Charlotte and you draw a little circle around Charlotte and then you're making like a little web around her and you're going to describe her character traits. Let's just say, well, for me, I just have this one little circle with nothing inside of it. And I have just some little spokes come out to the side of it. And I had this vision. It was Jalen and Jolie helping, teaching, loving, laughing. I mean, seriously, how elementary? We'll hear people say, know your why, know your why. And sometimes you're like, I don't even know why. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why I want this. So you just write down what it is that you want because it's your desires. It's your desires. It's not necessarily This is why I, before you even get to the why, you're just writing down these desires. Your desires are your why, okay? What are you desiring? I desired and I also put out at home with children. And then I put kids town. I guess I thought maybe I'll call it kids town. Then I put think like a child. I just wanted these children just to be able to think like children, not have pressures, not have fears. That they come to school just eager to learn. Soak it up. I love it. I want to be here. I feel energized. I feel happy. I feel like you care about me, Miss Oliver. I feel like you care about me and not my performance. That's what I was wanting. And I would just dump it out on this paper. And then I would just leave it. And you keep adding to it when you feel led to. But most importantly, you have this little notebook beside you in a place that is easily accessible. And you don't give up and you don't get frustrated Because it could take hours, it could take months, it could take years. And I know you don't want to hear that because I did not want to hear that. I wanted to know right then, right then, when could I transition out? What could I do next? When will this be time to, when will it be time to go? When will I know the answer? No, it doesn't work like that. And I hope that that actually reassures you before you just throw in the towel and say, well, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing because I don't know what else to do. The why is literally based on the biology of what we do and how we decide what is prioritized. This is why knowing your why is the most important part of building anything. Because once you know your why, you know what students you serve. Once you know your why, you know what curriculum that you're going to choose. Once you know your why, you know what location you're going to choose. And you're going to have to wait a little bit. And you might have to grapple with this. I even read books about my purpose. I, like I said, I wondered why my teaching was was gone. Why, why, Why I felt so lost. And really, I just needed my purpose reframed. And so I hope that you'll take advantage of this time to reframe your purpose. And sometimes you may say, but I don't know what I want. There could be a time where you really don't know what you want. And you're not going to get bummed out about that. You might feel like that for a day. You might feel like that for a couple days. You might feel like it for a week. But when you've got it and you've got a little bit of, you know, fuel in your tank, you write it down. Even if the desire seems so distant, you know, the 
voices will hear, well, that will never happen. Oh, yeah, well, good luck with that. I mean, I can't ever really, that's not really reality. That can't really happen. Oh, yeah, this is what I have to say. You, God, you, God, make it happen. That's for sure. And it's interesting because once you start writing it out, you'll let the little seeds get planted somewhere. Because apparently, I communicated this so frequently with people that teachers will say to me, even people that I worked with in Missouri, so this has been like a decade ago, I remember you always talking about this. I'm like, I did? So I may have said something like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had our own little school and we could just teach the way that we want to teach and, you know, all the dreamy things that we say as a teacher. But trust me on this. If you take this time, you will avoid so many pitfalls. You will avoid wrong decisions. You will avoid heartache because you'll potentially latch on to the wrong thing. For an example, when I would go through and write out, you know, these little ideas and share them with my husband, it was a few years before this ever happened that this actually came to be. And I had already left school. And this is whenever the pandemic hit and God really basically forced me into it's now Mackenzie. You thought it the time has come and gone, but it's now. I've been waiting for now. This is your moment. And I wasn't staying abreast on what I really wanted. And I think it also had to do with the confusion of things that were happening in the pandemic and everything was up in the air and we were all out of sorts and we didn't know what to do. And I was struggling with what I was going to do with my own children, which is how this was ever even birthed. Struggling to figure out what I wanted for my own children. And so even going through this on what you desire for your children, it's so important. So what can you do right now? I'm going to tell you right now, get serious about your future and the one life that you have. Find time, quiet time in the morning or at night or at both or on a walk when you're not listening to someone. Do the heart work. The heart work is hard work, but it's liberating work. It's not always easy. Sometimes you might find yourself in tears. Sometimes you might find yourself in frustrations, but pray. Prayer is your strategy. Strategy is what's used to win. Prayer is a protocol. This is how the walls of Jericho came down because of strategy. When you can communicate this why and why you do something and you can slowly but surely chip away and it doesn't have to be this one little statement like, this is why I do this, blank. No, your why can be so full of so many emotions and desires, or it can be a little bit more simple. Maybe it's you're doing this for your children. Maybe it's because you're doing this for the legacy that you want to leave. That was for me. It was the legacy of what I can teach my children and what I can pass down to my children and my grandchildren and so on and so forth. This family value, this relationship centered, loving people, having my children see me open my home to other people. That might not be yours, but that was mine. And this is how I'm able to serve that why. Asking yourself this question covers a lot of groundwork. It takes time. It takes intention. And it's a process. Number one, embed quiet time to be able to just dream and have your desires written down. You need a place, a back porch, maybe wrapped up in blankets. I would go from my back porch to my couch to a nook in my bedroom to my back porch again. Then it would get cold and then I'd come back to my living room throughout different seasons of my life. But find yourself right now a place to be set up for success. You've got to prime your environment. 
The second thing you need to do is to get yourself a small little notebook, not a big, not a big old notebook, because you look at this big old notebook and you think, oh my gosh, I got to fill this sucker up. Get yourself a small little notebook. This is just your little dream catcher notebook, I guess. That's what we could call it, the dream catcher notebook. And you just write down, this is the life that I want to live. These are my values. These are my scenarios. This is the legacy. For an example, there's other times in other little notebooks. I wish I would have kept it in one notebook. My life would be a lot easier. I have another notebook out here in front of me. I put that I wanted to have friends and family over. I wanted to be able to host with food and excitement and have celebrations and Bible studies. Well, guess what? I get to do that in my school. I don't have to do that after work. It's my work now. I wanted quality time with my family, with my daughters. Well, guess what? I get to do that. They're with me. And maybe that's not yours. But I'm just saying that once I crafted this, it became my mission statement and it became now my work is my investment for myself and for others. I wanted to live a healthy lifestyle. I wanted to be able to be outside and to exercise and I get to do that while I'm working still. And so you catch your dreams. It doesn't all have to be about teaching. It can be about so many other parts of your heart that you desire because once you get that out, that's who you are. That's who you are on paper. It's your hopes. It's your dreams. It's for your family. It's for your future. And why have our work be something so separate to where we have to come home and do all this other life work? Why can't it all be embedded where it's your legacy, like I said, that you're leaving? You can ask yourself questions such as, you know, what do I hear? What do I see? What does it feel like? It feels peaceful. It feels joyful. It feels like there's so much kindness and self-control and there's so much patience while I'm teaching. You can ask yourself, you know, how do I want to show my teaching gifts at the best that they've ever been? You know, let's say you're really passionate about technology or you're really passionate about the arts. Can you imagine being able to build a school around the gifts that you have and serving others through that? This is why this is so important. So take the time, find the place, find the notebook, find the time, and do the heart work. And when you're finished, always know that you're not really finished, okay? It's a process. And if you're stuck, then let yourself be stuck for a minute. It's okay. If you cry, if you're frustrated, if you dream so much that it's like, this feels unrealistic, keep doing it. Keep writing it down. I felt the same way. And pray over it, most importantly. I hope that this blessed you today, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Don't forget to join our Facebook group. Go to our website. Contact me. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep shining your teacher life. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.